Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Inner Fight Podcast. My name is Marcus. I am your host, and this is episode number 744. I really appreciate you downloading, tuning in, whatever we should be calling it, to the show. Today, I'm going to talk all about cherishing the process. It's just me. It'll just be about 30 minutes, because this is a topic that actually... I've been speaking to a few different people about, and it's been on my mind a lot. And when I thought about it, it's actually been on my mind for a very long time. And I started making notes about it somewhere back, not long, long, long time ago. It's been on my mind for a long, long time. But I actually started making notes on it back in November. And I've been adding to those notes. And then I realized that I've actually been thinking about this topic for... A number of years. So I thought I'd do a show on it. I do appreciate everyone that listens to the show. I would highly appreciate it if you just take a moment to share the show with a friend if you think it's good. If you don't think it's good, then turn it off and please don't share it with anyone. But if you do have a moment, please do rate and review the show in iTunes or on, on whichever platform you listen to it on. That would really help us. Let's jump into today's show. Thanks for tuning in. This is Cherish the Process. As I said there briefly in the introduction, this has been a topic that's been on my mind for a number of years. For a number of years, I've been looking into goal setting, helping people with goal setting. It's a big part of what we do here at Inner Fight. Yes, people do come in and they want to, their initial goal is maybe just to get here, maybe it's to do a CrossFit class, maybe it's to do a run, maybe it's to do a ride, maybe it's to do a swim. But most people have some form of goal, or maybe those are just tools to help them on what we see as a very, very common goal, which is actually weight loss. A lot of people use these tools that we offer to lose weight. And we've been helping people to achieve their goals for a very long time. And I personally have had a large, you could say, interest in setting goals for a long time now. Not because I'm super old, but it's been interesting to me from a young age. And it wasn't around my academics that I was setting goals, but more around my sports. And remembering when I was younger, seeing my parents and listening to my parents and their friends talking about their 10K time, their 5K time, their marathon times, and then their half marathon times, and then sitting around and setting goals or talking about perhaps dreams they might have to better those times. So we are, for right or for wrong, and I think for most part, for very right, we're a very goal-driven society. However, in the modern era, we seem to have been driven to direct all our energy and direct all our focus against those goals. And of course, because we live in this era of bigger is always better, the bigger the goal, the better is the mindset that so many people have adopted to the point where I actually see it now that if someone has a simple goal of just let's take running because that's easy for a lot of people to relate to, if they have a goal of running just one kilometer, which for a lot of people, that is as hard as running an ultramarathon as I've learned over my years of coaching, they will feel 
quite inferior. They might not share that goal with people. And therefore, they might not get the support that they really probably do need for that goal. And that goal will somehow become less relevant because they see a lot of people around them who have these bigger goals. They're running 5Ks, 10Ks, marathons, ultramarathons, or talking about running them anyway. I wonder if you do a study of the number of people that talk about the big goals as opposed to execute on the big goals. I digress. Society tells us that bigger goals are better, but society doesn't tell us that bigger goals take bigger processes and in a number of situations take longer times. And as happens when the time is slightly lengthened, our focus I think quite naturally as a human race starts to wane a little bit. This could happen not only with that 1K running goal, it could also happen with a weight loss goal. And these are the things that have been, if you like, bubbling around in my mind for quite a number of years and more so when I started making notes on it back in November of 2021. And I kicked it off a little bit when I started writing my notes that we're actually forgetting a lot about the process. But what is the process? When we say cherish the process, what does that actually mean? So I thought a good place to start would be to define what a process of a goal is without getting too techy on the whole thing. I kept it quite simple in that the process of the goal is every single thing you do every single day in every single hour and every single minute and every single second between setting the goal and achieving the goal. Because everything you do will have some impact on your goal. What do I mean by that? I mean simply that everything you do will have an impact on your goal. How hard you work in your office job, the time you spend with friends, what you eat, what you drink, how much you sleep, how much you train, how much you think about the goal, how much you fully immerse yourself in the goal, be it reading books about the goal, all of these things are part of the process to achieving the goal. It's not just as simple as signing up to a race. For some people it could be, because they might just want to sign up, not train, not really care too much, rock up on race day and just do it. 1K, 3K, 5K, the CrossFit Open, which we've just seen happening. There are a number of different mindsets towards achieving goals. But I think one thing that we need to understand is that process is every single day. It's every single hour. It's every single minute. It's every single second. Because the process is the time from when you set the goal to when you actually achieve the goal.
But one of the biggest issues that I've actually noticed and reflected on over the years is we're actually somehow training ourselves to skip the process. We know that if we sign up for a 5K race, there's a good chance we might be able to get through it somehow if we have to walk a little bit, cry a little bit, crawl a little bit. Same for the CrossFit Open. If we signed up for it, we could kind of just blag our way through it. And therefore, that mindset reinforces itself when the next goal comes around. And we're like, well, I kind of got through it last time. I don't really need to change too much because we're coming a little bit inherently lazy and we love immediate gratification and planning something four to five weeks out or four to five months out, never mind two to three years out, is not really the way that we're programmed. So what we're actually doing is we're starting to detrain our ability to enjoy working towards goals. And of course, the more we train something, the better we get at it which all of this is quite counterintuitive, you might be thinking. You might be like, what on earth is he talking about? But if you think about it, if we're detraining our ability to cherish the process and we detrain it enough, we become very good at being detrained around the process. And what happens? It's quite simple. The achievement of the goal doesn't feel quite the same for a number of reasons. One, you probably underperformed. Secondly, your mind, and in some cases, which is necessary, your body was not fully in it because you weren't eating, sleeping, and breathing it for the time, the process. And thirdly, because it was all based around immediate gratification and that's just gonna come or I can just do it and this sense of entitlement, you probably didn't actually think why you started out on the journey to the goal in the first place. Aside from maybe a bet with a friend, there wasn't really a deep understanding, there wasn't really a deep motivation behind it, or as you would probably more commonly hear it said these days, there wasn't really a big why. And for a short time here, I'm going to continue with a little bit of bad news in that what happens when we do that, when we go through those stages, is that we probably underperform. And when we underperform, if our heart's not really been in it, we don't bother reflecting on what we should have done and what we might do different next time. We just pass it off. Or we say that that particular goal wasn't for me. I said it, or I chose to join in on the CrossFit Open because such and such was doing it. And that really is, it's good that people are jumping on the bandwagon and getting involved in things, but really, we need to go a little bit deeper. And to try and put my point over, I know the last or the opening 10 minutes of the show is probably quite figuratively speaking. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go through an example. And it's actually something that I've been in the middle of the last few days. And that's why I chose to record the podcast today, because it's the perfect time. Because I'm 
working on the process for a race that I have coming up in April of this year. It's the 23rd of April in South Africa. And I want to first explain why I entered this race. It's a 100-kilometer race in an area called the Drakensberg Mountains, which is about an hour and a half to two hours, maybe a little bit longer, actually. I need to check my Google Maps, which I actually have as part of my itinerary. And what I... It, it's about... It's about three hours, sorry, from Durban Airport. I'm just opening the, the map that I put in here. So it's in, if you know South Africa, that has some context. If you don't know South Africa, it has absolutely no context at all. But I'll be flying into Durban, and then we'll be going up towards the Drakenberg's mountains. Why did I enter this race? I think that's a really good place to start. There's two main reasons. One main reason is its preparation for a bigger race that I have this year, UTMB, in August in Chamonix. And the second reason is this race has a lot of history around it. I'd heard a lot of great things about it. And it's in a part of South Africa that I've been to Durban. I played sevens in Durban, actually, back in about 2003, 2004. But I haven't really been around this area there's also a small country just on the other side, the left-hand side, the west side of the Drakensberg Mountains, which is a com country, I'm not sure if I ever pronounce it right, called Lesotho, which I'd heard a lot about and I'm actually quite interested to visit as well. So I could tie in all of these things. I chose to do the 100K race because I'd never done a 100K trail race. I've done a 100K race here, but Half it was mountains, half it was just basically flat. And I thought this would be, and it's got a decent amount of elevation, 5,000 or so meters of elevation. So I thought this would be some great training for UTMB in August. So then what happens? So I've got this race and I've got, I know why I'm doing it. Is it a big goal? Yeah, it's a pretty big goal. I want to go as fast as I can. I want to do as well as I can. And I know it's, it's some great training for my race. Then comes the process. Then comes my thinking about it. And I love all, this is actually why I love Ultra so much because there's quite a lot of different moving parts. You go on the website and you, or, or they send you what's called the race pack. And you get your race pack and it basically has all of the details in it. It tells you what you need, what your, what your, equipment list is, what's mandatory, and you sort of start to go through it because it changes a little bit from race to race. The, all of this is part of the process, which I find really super interesting. And I start to research it. I start to research why we need the equipment we need. For example, in this race, we need thermal tops and thermal bottoms, which is the first time in any race I've actually seen that. We also need waterproof and, <laughs> and thermal gloves. <laughs> or it's optional to have the gloves 
thermal. You then go to the course profile and you start to geek out on the elevation and where the climbs are and where, where it's more challenging. And then with that, you can see the checkpoint. So I know that the first stage is 13 kilometers to the first checkpoint and then it's 15 kilometers. And the first stage has the biggest elevation, the biggest climb and all of these things that what I'm doing actually is I'm releasing a lot of dopamine. As you can probably tell by my voice, I'm getting super excited about the race. I'm starting also to mentally visualize the race by looking at all of these different parts of it. Then of course, because I've done a big day of research one day, I wake up the next day and suddenly my goal has a lot more meaning to me. Every time I go to the mountains now as part of my training plan, I think about the different stages. The fact that in the first stage, I go from 2,000 meters elevation all the way up to just under 3,000 meters of elevation within about eight kilometers. And I can visualize that and what sort of climb that is and what sort of energy I'll be able to expend. And then when I get tired of thinking about how tired I'm going to get, I think about how beautiful it's going to be down there. And then when I get tired of thinking or when I move on from thinking about how beautiful, I then check the weather and realize that it's actually going to be freezing cold as well. And that's why I need thermals. And I'm starting to create this picture in my mind of all the different components. And then I go to work on the process, the training for it, ensuring I've got the equipment, double checking my equipment, testing my equipment, which... Testing running in a thermal top and thermal tights in Dubai, even in the middle of winter, is actually a really interesting challenge that I actually haven't tried. And I start to think about all these different things. And in doing so, I continue my excitement. And then a week might pass or two weeks might pass. And I think I've got everything I need in place for that time being. All I need to do is focus on my training. And then an email might drop in from the race organizers or I might think about another section of the race or I might think about another strange thing that's on the mandatory equipment list. All these different things start to come through my mind. And then I'm locked back in. My focus has come straight back into the process and I'm enjoying it. And I've now read the equipment list, <laughs> I don't want to hazard a guess, at least two dozen times. And each time I've thought, because it's not compulsory that I have a spare pair of socks, why is it recommended that I have a spare pair of socks? And I don't overthink it, but I think about it because it brings focus and it brings excitement. And then the time comes, and the order of these things could be all over the place. It depends on what your goal is and depends on how organized you are. Actually, the next bit I'm going to say I'm probably a little bit late on because the time came to book hotels and to make travel arrangements, which a lot of you are probably thinking, well, as soon as you book the race, which I booked, I think, in August last year, you should probably go ahead and book flights and stuff. But we're living in very strange times. And you start to research, and you start to book flights, and you figure out the days that you're going to arrive and where you're going to stay, and are we going to make a longer trip out of it, and are we going to visit things, and am I going to have an amazing time with Holly? All of this, because of this goal, 
because of this relatively big goal. It's a 100K race, which ties into another big goal that I have in this year. But all of this is the process. And all of this is super exciting as I realize that on the northeastern side of where the race is, there's some beautiful lodges where I can go and stay. They look good on the internet anyway. I guess time will tell when I get there and I'll let you know how it goes. Maybe we do a wrap-up show on it. Well, I'll let you know how it goes. But it's all super exciting. And it gives my training, so, which ultimately allows me to perform my goal, it gives that training so much more focus. It gives me so much more energy. I'm constantly getting these small releases of dopamine when I get excited about it, when I read about it, when I think about the different parts that come together to make my 100K race. My goal, the most enjoyable 100K I've ever raced. That has to be my goal. It's difficult in ultra to put a time on stuff because so many factors can come into it. It's not just a, a flat 10K course where, of course, there's still a lot of factors, but in ultra, there's so, so many more. And the race could take, well, it will take around 12, 16 hours, potentially, depending on how it goes. So those things don't excite me too much. And it's quite a subjective goal rather than a really specific time goal. I just wanna have the best race that I can have. That's what I'm super excited about. But all of these things along the way that I wake up thinking about, not in the middle of the night, sometimes, but generally not in the middle of the night, or when I visit my race notes in Evernote, which I'm completely nerdy. I have one note for all of my ultras and I have all of the details in there. So then when, I go, when I'm going to a race, I can literally go through it like a book. This is what I took last time. This is how it worked. And I have all my notes and this was the course profile and I can compare course profiles. And again, I'm getting super excited about the race. I'm not just cherishing the training. The training's huge and I love it. But all of these things around it give this race so much more meaning and give this race so much more focus. And I know at the same time, and those of you that have sort of followed my ultra journey would understand how many times I've spoken about it, the fact that all of these things in ultra, and I don't think it's just in ultra, I think it's in life, allow you or enable you to be successful. Because if you take care of all the small things, as they always say, the big things take care of themselves. Some people might think that what I'm describing is a little bit obsessive and a little bit all-consuming. Don't get me wrong, I don't look at the equipment list when I wake up every single morning. But I will check in on it from time to time. It's not on a structured basis. It's not like I look at the details and the itinerary on a weekly basis leading into the race. Definitely leading into the race, as the race gets super close, I'll look at even more just to make sure that I haven't missed anything off. But it's the process to a goal that's super important. A goal that I'm excited about. A goal that's taking me to another goal. A goal that's helping me to become a little bit better at life. So it actually deserves a lot of my attention.
And then it comes to what I think is a really big point. And I've touched on it briefly in that for me and for a lot of people, the reason why we're either successful or not successful in our ultimate goals is because of how we handle the process. If I don't get my thermal undershirt and my thermal tights, I will not be allowed to race in this race. If I don't do the training, I probably won't make it up that first climb. And therefore, for a big part, the process, these things are actually the goal. You could call them micro goals, you could call them mini goals, you could call them the things that make up the big goal, if you wanted to. I call them the process. And I know that by having the run at the end, I have goals all along the way. I have goals on a weekly basis with my training. I have goals, as I said, not on a defined basis, but understanding the kit list, understanding where the checkpoints are, how the stages are, what my travel itinerary will look like, what I'll do before the race, what I'll do after the race. All of this is super exciting. And therefore, the process is the goal. I said it at the start. The process is the time between setting the goal and achieving the goal. It's every hour, every minute, every second of every day. It's daily. It's a whole lot of your time especially if it's a longer term goal for something like a long race like this, for a big weight loss, if you're planning to lose 30, 40 kilos, that could take over a year. You have to remain focused. You have to cherish the process on a daily basis because there's so many different instances where you're gonna have to say, no, I don't want that. No, I don't want that when it comes to food. And that's hard. Although we're cherishing the process, the process is hard. It's a lot of time. And that's why we have to figure out ways to enjoy it. And as you can probably tell in my voice and the energy that I've got to speak about what that first stage to the first checkpoint of 13K of just under 1,000 meters climbing in the first 8K, what does it mean to me? What, how does it affect my energy? And if you don't like a part of the process, then you have to look at different ways that you can change it. There are certain things in this I can change and there are certain things I can't change. And of course, if we approach it with a stoic mindset, the simplicity is that we'll focus on the things that we can change and we'll just relax on the things that we can't change. So what can you do? That's quite a long-winded story. I started off with some quite technical chat or figurative chat then went into quite a big example. The things that I think people can take away is understanding that, and it's probably the fifth time I've said it, the process is everything between the time you set the goal to when you achieve the goal. And therefore, it is a big part of your life, which I think should be cherished anyway. And your life happens daily. I don't need to focus on this particular goal every single day between when I registered last year to when the race is. But life is happening daily. 
And there are perhaps things I can do on a lot of the days to help me to be successful towards this goal. So if you have a goal that's coming up, or if you're working towards a goal at the moment, what are you doing on a daily basis is what I'd first ask you to write down. How much energy and focus do you give to your goal on a daily basis? You'll soon be able to tell how much that goal means to you based on the answer to that. The second thing I want, and there's only three things here, so you can write them down or you can remember them. The second thing is how excited are you about the goal? And in turn, how excited do you get on a daily basis? Because if you're not getting excited about it, then, as I said at the top of the show, we probably haven't figured out the correct why as to why you're doing it. If you're not excited about waking up and not eating processed food because you want to lose the weight, because you want to live a healthier, happier life, then why not? A question I ask myself pretty much three or four times a day is what am I super excited about today? What am I excited about this afternoon? What am I excited about tomorrow? Think about the goal that you have. Think about the things that you're doing for that goal and figure out how you can get excited about them. And then at the end of the day, my third point is some form of gratitude, some form of acknowledgement of what you did that day, why you're thankful for it. You have the ability to set goals. You have the ability to listen to this podcast on a device. There's gotta be some gratitude there. You have the ability to set goals. You have the ability to buy certain types of food. You have the ability to buy some trainers to run to come to a CrossFit class. I think we should be grateful for that. And I think the more we can identify what we're grateful for, the more we really start to appreciate it and the more we start to enjoy the process on a daily basis. I'm gonna close out the show with a quote that I've used a few times actually since I first heard it. But it really links into my last point there that if you can't be happy with a cup of coffee, you won't be happy with a yacht. It's not the size of the goal that really always is important. It's our appetite and our ability to fall in love with the process and to really cherish the process that is the most important because that's life. And that happens every single day. And that's super exciting. And I hope that somewhere through the 30 minutes of me talking about this, something's resonated with you and you're able to enjoy the process of working towards your goal, no matter what it is. If you need help, if you've got some ideas, flick them over to me. I'd love to continue this conversation. ms at innerfight.com. Thanks for listening. That's all for today's show.